my gosh, we're back. We are back after, I think our last episode was like in May, which is kind of embarrassing because that is almost nine months. That's a whole pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, it's your pregnancy. And I was pregnant. (laughs) It's true. You're a mom of two now. Yeah. In other news of things that happened between May of last year and today. Yeah, and um, that that new baby rolled over yesterday for the first time. So I, when you were screaming, you're like, "Luna, you did it!" I was like, "That's so cute!" <laughs> like you're so excited for her. I really appreciate that you had the sound on watching that video. One hundred percent. Because also, you posted a video on your close friends, not to like, you know, ex- exploit your personal business, but you had a <laughs> video of her laughing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie, I screen recorded it to save it for myself. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can just send it to you. No, but the thing is, is I wanted to send it to my mother and uh, <laughs> I did. Yeah. <laughs> it would just brought me so much joy. I told my mom, I was like, that just healed me. That brought me all the serotonin I needed. Right? Mm-hmm. Like little baby giggles. There's nothing, there's nothing better. <laughs> so, Okay. What's new with you? Anything? I mean, okay, besides having a second child in the span of a global pandemic, what else is new? What else is new? Um, Gosh, I don't know. Nothing. How is your 100-day project going, though? Are are you still doing that? I am. It's going well. I am expanding my, like, definition of what being a beginner is, and I'm more just, like, trying to, like, get out of my comfort zone, if that makes sense. So, like, today I decided – so I've never thought of myself as being the mom that does crafty things with her children. I'm the mom who's like, you want to go to the zoo? Let's go to the zoo. Like, you really? want to go to the park? Let's go to the park. I'm very, like, let's go out and do stuff not in the house. Mm-hmm. That is not a great style of parenting when you're in a pandemic and you can't take your kid anywhere. That surprises me, though, because you are – pretty artistic so I'm surprised that you're not like I'm not a I'm surprised that you're like I'm not a crafty parent I because but see this is this is why this like works for my project is I like the idea of doing crafts Mm -hmm. but crafts rarely come out the way I want them to look and the way I want them to be and they also are never as they're way more chaotic with kids than it's not just like in my head, it's like fairy princess time where it's like, we're going to sit down at the table and everyone's going to color and we're going to have beautiful watercolors of our favorite plant and then we're going to frame them up. Like, that's not what it's like crafting with kids. Yeah. It's total chaos. And so anyway, I'm leaning into it. And I did that with Isaac today. We are, I'm going to spoil a little bit. We're making Valentine's. Oh. And I'm going to send them to people. Oh, because I just feel like spoiler. If can't, yeah, if we can't be around other people, mm-hmm. then like maybe snail mail might be a cute, fun way to like connect tangibly since everything is so digital right now. I'm even like, I'm just realizing we recorded our first episode probably a year ago. Yeah, I was I was just was looking at the date and I was like, I think maybe if I time it right, I could release this on the year anniversary so if you're listening to this and it's february 13th hopefully hopefully i I did good because we launched on galentine's day yes and then the year before that you had your galentine's day picnic 
I did. It's wild to think that, like... Was that the year before? No. Was it? Or two years? Two years before. It might have been Because I was pregnant. too. So, <gasps> yes. Yes. That all lines up. It was so... So... It was really fun. It was. I want... I wish if I did it again, like, I'd be able to have more people. I don't... Obviously, it's not going to happen this year, but... No. In future years, it'd next be fun year. to do again with, like, more... I won't be here next year. <gasps> okay. So, are we segueing into what's new with you? I guess. Um, okay. So, you already know this. You I know this, but I need updates, apparently. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm moving to another state called New York. You maybe have heard of it. Um, <laughs> and it's exciting. Like, I'm telling more and more people... I kind of told my boss that I was going to be doing that this summer. So I'm kind of working with her, which is nice to like see if I can transfer to a location over there. And then I'm applying to some jobs and stuff that I think would be good. I'm trying to only apply to jobs that are right now are remote for the time being or can be remote until I relocate. Yeah. But until then, I'm kind of just chilling. At first, I was like, I need to find a new job now. I'm so done with working retail blah 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 but then I was like you know I'll just like when it comes time to move then I will go but yeah but for now just trying to see just trying to keep people updated and tell people when I see them and then like trying to look up apartments and apparently you have to like make 40 times your monthly rent in your salary in New York so I was like that's cool did not know that (laughs) which I was like that's a lot of money, but it's actually pretty doable, like surprisingly. So I'm going to, I'll figure it out, but yeah, I'm moving. So yeah. we'll not be here next year, unfortunately, but maybe in like years in the future, I might be back and then I'll have a giant Valentine's day picnic. I love <laughs> we'll that. See. Yeah. I actually like what you just said too, about like, you're giving yourself, like you're redefining what it means to be a beginner. Cause yeah. I feel like that's kind of me this whole even though it's only been like a month and two weeks into 2021 redefining what it means to be a beginner and trying to pick up hobbies again I think is what I'm trying to like push before I move because I want to be able to have hobbies when I move and not be like bored at home if I still have to be quarantining in an apartment by myself or I don't know anybody Mm -hmm. so yeah I think we both mentioned punch needling did you get one how's it going I have two kits (gasps) oh I have two kits on accident. So I ordered one kit and then the um, Etsy seller sent me the wrong kit. And Uh so I reached out and I was like, hey, I'm so sorry. Not Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry, but like, hey, super stoked (laughs) to try this. But I actually ordered a different thing than what I got. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I'm so sorry. Um, Apparently she had her assistant was like messing up a lot that week <laughs> she's like this is not the first mix-up that we've had this week and i was like "Ooh, oof <laughs> yes <That's not> good. <laughs> no um so she sent me out the one that i really wanted um because i the one that i've been showing online is like these little cotton flowers and i was like i don't really know what to do with that but the one i ordered is a like blue peony that you <gasps> do and um the reason i got it was because peonies are luna's birth flower for september stop that's the best birth flower wait september is peonies i guess so dang i want yeah i have i've been off instagram so i want to see 
I should go. Do you have a highlight of it? I'll have to check it out. I started one. Okay. Because I'm also trying to, I'm also practicing my little brush pen <gasps> writing stuff out. Yes. I don't know what to call it because it's not lettering. It's just like calligraphy. Writing Letter- with the I brush think lettering pen. is good. Lettering sounds right. Yeah, it's probably like, it's like script lettering. I'm trying to play a little bit more with like, how the script looks and like where I position words and if I make certain words bigger. I'm trying yeah. to play with like the composition, I guess, because I mm. kind of know how I like to write that yeah. kind of stuff. But you you made that um that like not print, but you did that like first for my roommate, and she yeah. has it hanging in her room because she like loved the way you wrote it. So yeah. you've always done that, and I'm always like, you should keep doing. And you did that for a while where you did like a lyric or like a quote a day. I've tried to do a hundred day project. I've tried to do a hundred day project so many times and I just, I am not very good at it, but I have, I tried to do a hundred days of like writing out little lyrics, but then I was like, this feels silly because I'm just literally writing out a lyric. I'm not like make, it doesn't feel artistic. I'm just Mm -hmm. writing. Um, And so I'm trying to make, I don't know, I'm trying to like position my words differently so that if I were to print it out or hang it up, it would look interesting. And then I have not practiced my ukulele yet, but I'm, I'm working on it. I'm trying, I'm warming up to it. During the pandemic, I tried picking up my guitar again and that was a mistake because the string, there's two different strings snapped two different times. Oh my gosh. Which was my fault the first time. And then I had our friend Hannah, who's a future guest, hopefully soon. I had her restring my guitar for me. And then I was playing it. And I'd only like tuned it a little bit higher than what it's supposed to be. And then I was letting it back down. I was loosening it and it snapped. And when I texted her that, she was like, that doesn't make any sense. Maybe you're not supposed to play guitar. (laughs) I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm giving up. I have always, so Brandon bought me this ukulele in like 2015 and I've <gasps> never so learned cute. how to play it. Yeah, I know. It was adorable. I was like, I really want to learn how to play ukulele. And he was like, Merry Christmas. Here's a ukulele. Oh. And then I never learned how to play it. And it just like stares at me. And then Isaac was born and got older and now he thinks it's a guitar. And so he will like strum on it. And I'm like, Aww. this this should have been like, because, okay, here's. Here's Alex's, like, little world. In my head, I was like, oh, my gosh, I can learn how to play ukulele. And then when I have kids, we'll, like, sing little songs together. (laughs) That's very you. And then I never (laughs) learned how to play it because it turns out learning how to play an instrument is very difficult. It's true. Because I had to learn how to, like... not too difficult, though. No, but I also don't know how to read music. Oh. And so you have to, like, learn... The strumming is actually the easier part for me. It's the, like remembering the chords the frets and like where you're mm-hmm. yeah yeah and interesting yeah. brandon doesn't read music either which we were talking about when mm-hmm. which okay it has been i'm about to pop off it's been since may since we recorded right yeah taylor swift has released two fully fleshed out I, albums I in the time when we have last recorded our last episode I know. I swear this is going to segue into what I'm saying. But when she first came out with her first album, because there are two of them, uh, I think you posted a video of Brandon trying to play Peace. 
And I was like, oh my God, I could just get you the sheet music for it. Like I found it and you were like, he can't read music, which is bizarre to me because he's one of the best bass players I've ever seen. Yeah. And he just plays by ear, which is upsetting because I wish I was one of those people, but I have to read music for it. Yeah. He like either through practicing and he like, I don't know what he does, but plays by ear. And then if he knows the chords, he can kind of sense when the chord is going to change. And he just, he plays by feel. That is upsetting because I wish I was one of those people. Because there's songs that I love and I'm like, I wish I knew how to play this. There's one right now I'm trying to learn. And it's so easy. I'm assuming like if somebody who knew how to play by ear heard it, they're like, oh, I know what that is. I'm not one of those people. Like I have to see how you're doing it and then I could just copy you and then it's over. Mm. And so I like was watching YouTube videos of them performing this because it's the main girl plays it on piano. And I would like, so embarrassing, I would zoom in and pause to see where her hands were on the keyboard because I couldn't play by ear because I'm incapable of doing that. No, but it's like a huge, I could just, I don't know, I could just play around and find it, but also don't have access to a piano a lot of the time. Exactly. You just need to like learn. This is why sheet music is just faster because you can just like see it. Okay, that's what I'm playing. And then Mm -hmm. you play it and then eventually you probably like just memorize what you have to play. And you just keep practicing. I think I'm just so incapable of hearing it because I just, I didn't put in that time. Well, that was an exercise my piano teacher had me do was like, look up, drop your hand on a random key and figure and just get, try to figure out what this note was just by sound alone. so smart. It's so smart. I, however, (laughs) did not do that as much as I should have. And so here I am in my early, close to mid 20s barely knowing what a d sounds like like i don't you are still in your early 20s please stop pretending (laughs) like you're getting old i feel like 24 to 26 is mid 20s (laughs) no (laughs) 25 to 27 is your mid 20s and then 28 29 you're in your late 20s and then you're 30 which is exciting and then you're like me who turns 31 and then all of a sudden you're like Stop it right now. I didn't want to be 31. I was totally cool being 30, but 31, ew. I kind of can't wait till 30 because I'm like, then it'll all be behind me. No, no, no. You, know? you say this. You say this. <laughs> but it's not true. I was it's like, cool, true. 30 is going to be so exciting. My 30s are going to be great. And then the pandemic happened. Mm, sure. And then, you know, 30 wasn't so great. Being in your like, early I guess I'll call it early 20s being in your early 20s at least in the pandemic it sucks because you're just like I'm missing out on like I just missed out on a year of like it's true I'm not that going out is everything but like going out and doing things no in your early 20s going out and hanging out with all of your friends and like traveling and doing all of that like fun adventuring stuff that is absolutely like early 20s joy and yeah we've missed out on it (sighs) okay we do have an actual topic to talk about today, which yes, is, we do. I've been texting you about this for a while now, being like, yeah. we need to do an episode on body image. And yeah. I did join TikTok. One of the first things that would pop up on my For You page was like all these body positive TikToks. I feel like we should talk about it. I want you to go first because I feel like you you probably will have more to say about it than I do. Um. Well, I feel like my body has probably changed just more because I've had two kids. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, like, 
I don't know, being a girl, like you grow up and you think like that there's this one way that you need to look. Mm-hmm. And I would be amazed to find someone who hasn't felt the pressure to look like a 23 year old who works out constantly when mm-hmm. you're like 15 years old, you know? Yeah. Um, Cause like, I remember in high school always thinking like, oh my gosh, you know, this, I'm going to, I'm going to date myself so bad, but Do this it. was like back in I love when, you when do this. <laughs> this is, this is your little joy. <laughs> it is. Um, okay. So like when I was in high school was like Gwen Stefani peak abs. It was like, low rise jeans I was gonna say the low rise jeans and like a lot of midriff and I feel like nowadays people also just like totally show their their tummy but Mm -hmm. they there's like no pressure well there's very it it feels like there's a lot less pressure nowadays if you're like I'm gonna wear a crop top and it's okay if part of my stomach shows I feel like when I was growing up it was like you need to washboard abs Mm. or else do not show your stomach to anybody and it's just not realistic eventually I feel like I got comfortable in my skin enough to be like I'm gonna wear a Mm two-piece for swimming freshman year and it's gonna be fine yeah um and it was fine that's like the big secret is like yeah. No one really cares. And if they do care, that says a lot more about them than it does about you. Yeah. Um, but for me, like, you know, fast forwarding to four months postpartum with my second kid, my body is 100% different. Mm-hmm. I joked a lot when Isaac was born that, like, my belly button was never the same after my first pregnancy. And it wasn't. Like, it was not. It is, like, it was all stretched out. It still is. It's even worse now. Like... I feel like because of, well, with the pandemic and everything, I, like, was not as active as I was with Isaac, and I feel like I was bigger with Luna, like, when I carried her, and I, honest to God, think that my hips widened. Like, my hips are wider than they were even after my first pregnancy. I don't, I don't know how to explain it. (laughs) And I have not looked into this. I don't know if this is, like, a real medical thing that happens that, like, your hips legitimately get wider. But at least that's what it feels like right now. Interesting. Um, and, like, I remember after Isaac, I was, like, I, like, was in my my regular jeans, my pre-baby jeans, pretty quickly. It was, like, maybe a month and a half when I was, like... Yeah back in my old jeans and I was like I feel like myself this is so wonderful yeah and like four months later now I'm like nope those I don't know if those jeans will ever fit me again and I'm like I don't know this will be interesting to listen back to maybe one day because I'm like totally in in it like I'm in the transition of how do I feel about my body am I feeling Mm -hmm. okay with the fact that my body has changed have I really accepted that I might not ever put my jeans like my favorite jeans back on I don't know I don't know, but I for sure, I don't know. It's been, it's been interesting in a word. It's been interesting. (laughs) I honestly think like they tell you this before you start having kids. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. They tell you like work on your core strength, have like, you know, like have, do like your sit-ups and your crunches and whatever. And I was like, okay, sure. 
I didn't do it after. I didn't, obviously, I, I like, I'm not a working out person. It's not. I have no discipline when it comes to that. Same. Um, it's not <laughs> I wish I did. for me. It's just like, for me, like working out needs to be going to a dance class. And like, that's how I yeah. quote get fit is like dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I didn't really do anything to prepare my body for carrying a baby. And then the second time around, I really didn't do anything either. And I think at that point, like your muscles have already stretched out. You're just like, my core was weaker than it was Mm -hmm. the first time that I think that affects how you carry your babies also. Like whether or not you like work out a lot in between your pregnancies, I think might affect it. We'll see if I end up having a third kid, maybe I'll work out in between them and see if it makes any difference. I just had a really good talk with a friend of mine who I hadn't seen since high school. And we were talking about like different body dysmorphia stuff. Mm. And she was uh, talking about how she hated the fact that like, if you lose weight, people will actually compliment you on it. Which, and then we got into this really good conversation about which is, I think, what prompted me to text you and be like, we need to record an episode because I was, like, on fire after we talked. But both of us had these really drastic weight losses that weren't good physically or emotionally or mentally at all. And then yes. people would compliment us on how good we looked because we had lost weight. There was a period of time, like, two years ago, a year and a half ago, where I had dropped, like, 10 pounds in a month. And yeah, because you I weren't like, eating. I was not eating, which is not good. No, but you were like you were going through like something emotional, and yeah. that like I was your, kind of I depressed. guess coping mechanism. Yeah, like and yeah. you just and that is like a sign of depression is just not having an appetite. I went to the doctor the uh, like the beginning of the month for something else, and they weighed me, and I was like, oh, that's like my normal weight, whatever. And then when I went back in, I had lost like ten pounds. You took me to the doctor. <laughs> I yeah. lost 10 pounds Yeah, and I sat there and it, it sucked because I was going into work and I had my regular customers coming up to me and complimenting me. They were like, you look amazing. But I, wow. yes, there's one customer who she is very small. Um, she's an older woman, but she goes to the gym like every day. And then she comes to see us at work right after her gym class. And she came in and she said to me, she's like, Sarah, like you look really good. Are you doing anything she's like you look really tiny and that's coming from me which I know wasn't and I didn't take it as like an insult or anything but I was like oh no I'm just got kind of sick and so I lost like some weight but I feel a lot better which was a lie at the time another customer she also was like you look amazing and so I was like this kind of sucks because I feel terrible and the reason I look this way is because I haven't been eating yes okay I had a similar I had a, a very similar experience with Isaac, like after I gave birth the first time, I was dealing with like so much anxiety. I didn't even know that what I was having was like anxiety and intrusive thoughts. And like, it was, it was so intense. I hardly recognize myself now, but like, all I remember is everyone being like, Oh my gosh, well, you look so good. You look great. Oh, you look so wonderful. You don't even look like you were pregnant. And I'm just thinking like my mind, I like inside I am crumbling Mm -hmm. and all that anyone sees, like no one can see that I am struggling so hard right now. All that anyone is taking notice of is like, oh, wow, you're like 
you're so little. Maybe now things will be a little bit more. I think things are starting to change Mm -hmm. because we're getting more used to talking about when we're feeling depressed, when we're feeling anxious and Mm -hmm. like dealing with other mental health issues um, where, I don't know. Also, I think we're getting better about just like not commenting on people's size, period, Mm -hmm. whether or not they've gained weight or lost weight, just not making it like a, I guess like a thing, like a status symbol. Mm -hmm. Um, I think obviously there's a lot of work to do, but at least in like the, I feel like the circle that I have, I, we don't really like comment on each other's weight and stuff like that anymore. I, I don't know. Just after being told that you look really good when it's only being equated to me being thin, when I'd go into work and I, yeah, my clothes admittedly did look better on me at the size I was, but I also felt like incredibly weak. And I was, that's something that my friends and I talk about in different groups. Like your weight does not equal your strength because being the smallest size that you are does not mean you're going to be able to do as much. Um, I have a, one of my relatives, we've talked about this before and she's like, I know what my healthy weight is. It's not like an ideal weight. Like most people would be like, oh, everybody's ideal weight should be like 120 to 140 or whatever. But she's like, even if she's like, I can go lower than that, but my body does not function well lower than that. And I don't feel like myself lower than that. And Mm. after talking and I've always had that in the back of my head. And so when I lost all that weight, like in such a short time, I had noticed that it was like physically difficult for me to do things that I once had considered. And especially in my job, I had to like lift stuff and climb ladders and drill things and yeah, build things that were kind of heavy sometimes. And I was not able to do that. And the day where I fainted at work and you so graciously came to get me while Isaac was napping, <laughs> my boss had asked me to do this shelf build And I knew I could not do it. I was like, and I just come back from being like sick and nobody really knew why I was like, I just said I was sick. And she was like, Hey, can you build out these shelves for me? Which would have been no problem in the past. And I told her, I was like, honestly, like I'm feeling really weak. I'm kind of scared that if I do that, I would overexert myself. I had built up the stamina and the strength. And then when I got to what people would be like an ideal body weight I lost all of that hard work that I'd gotten like I had to rebuild it back up again yeah I think there's a lot I think it was interesting when you were saying that like your clothes were hanging better on you I really just think that it was probably just like they were hanging on you how do I say this they looked more like what they look like in print yeah Mm -hmm. than what like I guess it looks like in real life yeah um and that's, like, what's so interesting. Yeah. yeah. And when I say, like, it was hanging better, it also was mostly, like, clothes that maybe were a little tight in some places. Or, for example, like, there were tops that, like, my my chest was sometimes a li- just a little too big for it, where it would, like, pull and, like, kind of uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And then when I would put those on after I, like, lost all that weight, they looked like they fit way better. But also it was, like the trade-off of that I was like I would much rather be stronger and mentally healthy yes. than have my clothes look this way because you can also clothes are just they're I think just clothes, clothes they're just clothes they're literally yeah. just, it's a piece of fabric it's a piece you of can fabric buy, you can buy more and that's like 
where that's kind of where I'm at right now is like I'm just gonna buy jeans in the next one or two sizes up like it's that's just what we're gonna do because I'm not going to like relegate myself to not being able to feel like myself in my clothes Mm. like if I don't if my clothes don't fit me anymore then guess what we need to buy new clothes and I'm still going to be as thoughtful as I've always been when I buy my clothes Mm -hmm. but like I don't have to I don't know like I don't I I'm thankful that I'm not feeling this need to like squeeze myself into my pre-baby clothing mostly denim I for me it's like (laughs) it's my denim because it's like that's what I've put most of my money into as far as my clothing goes and like I put a lot of thought into it and anyway yeah I like that, that you're not trying to equate you feeling like yourself as you also fitting into the clothes that you had before. Yeah. Like, those aren't the same thing. No, it's not. And I can still, like, feel like myself in a pair of jeans that are two sizes bigger than what I, like, typically wear. Because it's the way that I wear my clothes that makes me feel like myself. Mm-hmm. Not, yeah. not the size that's on the tag. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I have like, of course I have my moments where I'm like, oh, wow. Like this is, you know, quote, so much bigger. It's really Mm -hmm. not that much bigger, but it feels different to have to like go buy clothing in a different size and not really knowing your size. And I guess it just gives me some, um, some more sympathy, I guess, for people who hate shopping or, you Mm -hmm. know, when we would get like when we worked together and we'd have customers who were like, I don't know how to buy jeans. Mm-hmm. You know, it gives me a little bit more sympathy for those people yeah. who are, you know, you're, you're just trying to feel, feel like yourself in whatever and, form you can. And I think clothes are just one way to feel that way, I guess. Like, I also think about, I mean, I'm body image can kind of relate to anything, but I think about like people who are acne positive. I don't know if that's a thing. People are more Ooh. open about acne. Yes. Which is really fascinating because before acne was like, we're literally marketed to cover up acne by yeah. creams or makeup or what have you. But people now are like, I have acne and this is how I help. This is what I do to cover it. Or this is what I do to help maintain it or how I got rid of mine or whatever. I think people are more open about it rather than trying to pretend like they have. Right. It's not skin. this like, I don't know. It's not like this mark. Or something mm-hmm. that's like, oh, well, that person has acne. They must not mm-hmm. be worthy of love or value. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, And I sometimes feel like, in a sense, this is kind of what I was trying to get at earlier, was I really appreciate that in this time. Maybe it's social media. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I know social media gets a lot of, like, hate. There's a lot behind that. Mm-hmm. But maybe one of the positive things that comes out of social media and the internet is we get to hear from people who have dealt with you know with acne or whatever and they either embrace it and they say okay I'm not gonna cover it up and that doesn't change anything about me you know what I mean Mm -hmm. I don't know I think that's kind of beautiful is that I feel like back in the back in the day when I was growing up but I also think about this, like, even in the 80s, like, in 80s movies and 90s movies, it's like, oh, my gosh, that person has acne. Or, like, oh, my gosh, that person has a zit. They won't go to prom. 
You know what I like? That was yeah. that was a storyline that would be super normal. That's so and true. Nowadays, it's like here I am showing my face on camera, and I've got a little like zit sticker on it on literally you know me. my pimple because because there, this happens, and we're mm-hmm. not going to pretend like it doesn't happen. Yeah, I don't know. I like I appreciate the kind of more authentic. We don't have to like pretend like we never have. I don't know, normal body functions. We yeah. just, we're like, we are humans in bodies and this happens. So why, mm-hmm. why pretend like it's some horrific thing? And Lady Bird, Saoirse Ronan, purposefully does not wear makeup in it unless it's like, you know, I think there's like a prom scene. Yeah, that's um, right. And then there's, she wears some makeup, I think, when she goes to college maybe. But she wanted to show her natural skin because she's like, this is what realistically teenager skin would look like it like she has acne scars and acne and redness granted she's also Saoirse Ronan and she's gorgeous but she was like I want I don't want to cover up my face to be this unrealistic teenager she's like if I'm trying to portray this role of like this normal sacramentan teenager she's like I'm not gonna cover up my skin like I want to make this purposeful statement that this is what skin looks like at this age like watching her and her cheeks just have like scars like everybody else's does and redness like mm-hmm. everybody else's does and god that's end of ladybird rant because <laughs> i have to stop I myself have never, I, go far. I didn't i didn't know that that she did that like mm-hmm. on purpose i'm gonna yeah. watch that movie and like pay attention yeah and i'm sure it was also like maybe at the encouragement of greta Gerwig, maybe that she was like oh maybe we could try not doing it but i know Sirisha was like pretty hardcore on I don't want to wear makeup to cover up I want my skin to look like a teenager's skin so I don't want to like cover it up that's brilliant I'm like having Mm -hmm. a moment because Mm -hmm. even like talking about embodying your character like yeah so she's like 17 18 yeah and like that is especially even thinking about like where where the story is set in Sacramento I don't know I don't know that a lot of girls are going to be wearing like full faces of makeup Mm -hmm. in and it's like takes place like what in the 90s so early even less yeah Mm -hmm. so like yeah maybe nowadays people will wear full faces of makeup to school but that's not pre-youtube days we did not do that so yeah well and also the school is i mean it's not set at saint francis but saint francis is in sacramento and i have a couple of friends who went there and they would tell me all the time that because it's an all-girls school and you're required to wear a uniform no girl there actually cared what she looked like because you're all wearing the same thing. So Mm -hmm. nobody really came with like their hair done up or their makeup done because they all know that they are all going to come wearing the same thing. They are on the same level playing field. I actually always wanted to go to a school that required uniforms because of like that exact reason is I just, there was always other people who just like, I don't know, had the clothes that I wanted to have or like, Mm -hmm we're taller or whatever, or we're blonde. And I just wanted like desperately to not have brown curly hair <laughs> when I was growing up. That's so frustrating to me because I would give anything for your hair. <sighs> okay. The fact that you met me after I was like totally good on embracing my curls is like, I have to remember that because for so much of my life, I did not wear my hair curly. Well, That's not so, so much. Maybe like a decade. Almost a decade of my life, I did that not wear sad. my hair curly. Yeah, it makes me sad too. 
It makes me sad. Okay, this is like maybe a little too sad, but I look at my like wedding pictures and I'm like, I kind of wish that I would have loved my curly hair enough at that point or that it would have been healthy enough that I could have worn my hair curly at my wedding, but I didn't because I didn't know what I was doing. In your defense, though, I think at the time when you got married, people were, straighteners were like the thing, you know? I think it was also like the time period. man. Like, just yeah. everything about my wedding screams 2013, and sure. it's, it's fine. It was, Which it's is fine. not what I would do now. I don't think but... anyone has a wedding where they're like, that translated well, you know? <laughs> like I think if you got married, like, this year. My roommate and I talk about this a lot, where there's some weddings that, the, and again, this is, it's different for everyone, because everyone's wedding is unique and special, blah, blah, blah. blah. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we... <laughs> You know, sometimes we look at weddings that we see on the internet and it's like, how much of that wedding is actually true to who you are and not just like, especially as a wedding photographer, I try to like, try to work with my brides. They want to do like the trends. Luckily, I've been blessed with brides who are very classic and they, even if they go with something trendy, it's kind of, it's timeless, which is something that I want in my clients. And we've seen weddings where it's like, that trend is really in the moment right now, but when you look back on it, even in like four years, you're going to look back and be like, oh, that was like a huge trend at the time, which could be good yeah. to like date when you were got married. <laughs> but yep. I don't know. It's too it's like we're totally getting sidetracked. But I remember that's fine. <laughs> like when we were getting married, people would be like, what's the theme going to be? That's huh? what tells you. <laughs> I got married when it was a trend to have a theme for your wedding. This is like style me pretty was like a new blog. Green wedding shoes, a new thing. There was a girl who got married, I think, like, the summer before me who got on to, I think, Style Me Pretty. She had a circus-themed wedding. I'm not kidding you. And it was, like, all of the decor was, like, there was, like, circus tent. It was, like, vintage circus style. I I can see that in my head. On my Pinterest board somewhere, like, a vintage circus-themed wedding. Pinterest was, like, the new thing, and everyone was, like, pinning these weddings, and it was, like, what's the theme gonna be? And I remember being, like, the theme is Brandon and Alex get married. Like, (laughs) I love that. And so, like, I definitely fell into some traps of, like, wanting my wedding to look a particular way because I wanted the photos to look a particular way because of the internet. And that's Mm -hmm. the stuff that I would change. But it was, like, really big themes. It was, like, the circus one really sticks out to me. But then there was also, I don't know, it feels like that's what people do styled shoots for now. And they don't do, like, it's not like the entire event is this maybe i'm wrong i don't really pay attention it can kind of go both ways like i think style shoots definitely have a theme whether or not it's like a theme you can peg like circus or nautical or disney or harry potter i do know one girl who's gonna get married i think this year and her halloween is like her aesthetic so she's having like a halloween wedding that like her dress is black and yeah (gasps) she's yeah yeah see that's gutsy but it makes sense for who she is and like yeah. who like who they are. It's not doing it to be on trend to get featured in a bridal blog yes, or like featured exactly. on Instagram somewhere. Yeah. And yeah, I want my photos to like look good, but there's some trends even like a few years ago that you look back and you're like, geez, like Yeah. That's, I don't know, maybe I'm just jaded though. 
might just be me. I'm just. Uh, that was a huge sidebar. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. No, I love it. That's literally anyone who's going to listen to this podcast needs to understand that just because we have a topic in mind does not mean we're going to end there, begin there, continue there. It's just a right. starting point. <laughs> That's yeah. Instead of friend crushes, even though our podcast is named Friend Crush, since this is like the first episode in a really long time and we've had a new year upon us, like our intentions for the new year and things that we want to, I don't know, do or practice. I mean, I want to pick up hobbies, kind of like what you were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. And we talked about this because we like hung out and took a walk really early. Like it was like the day after New Year's or maybe it was New Year's. Yeah, I want to, like, just practice doing stuff for the sake of creativity Mm -hmm. and not for the sake of, like, how I'm going to share it. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Or, like, turning it into a side hustle, like, making it Mm -hmm. profitable. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I just want to, like, experiment and find the stuff that that I like and that I might actually be good at and just... I'm trying to, like, be playful. Maybe that's the word. That's a good word. Um, yeah, I want to be playful about kind of what I take on and how I approach this year, I guess, because last year was so heavy. And mm-hmm. even this year is, like, is there's nothing really different about it. It's still heavy. There's still a lot going on that, like, mm-hmm. weighs me down. But I got to, like, stay – I don't know. I'm trying to, like, stay limber, stay playful. My word for the year was emerge because Mm. I want to – part of, like, my being playful is, like, I am a playful person, but I don't – I don't think I come off that way um, with people. Um, Like, I think about it all the time. There's people who are just, like, so ready to be seen all the time. (laughs) And I am, like, whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. my little inner child is, like, you need to hide. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to, like – emerge trying to come out of this little shell that I've created for myself Mm -hmm. um which I like believe it or not I was shyer than this at one point in my life I was like doesn't talk a lot doesn't I don't know doesn't have a lot of friends kind of girl um but now I have like a different kind of shell that I'm trying to burst out of I guess Mm -hmm. it's not like a shy shell but it's also not like you're not I don't peg you as shy though Maybe Put that's me we're in a room friends. full of people networking and I will disappear. Oh, like okay. I I do not know how to show up and be like, hi, I'm Alex and these are the things I like and I don't care if you don't like them. I like – you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm very much like what can I share about myself that somebody else is also going to enjoy and connect with and then we can connect. Mm-hmm. And then maybe eventually down the road I can talk about how I love Taylor Swift and Disney and sure. – um i don't know yellow box cake i don't know i like i don't know (laughs) like i don't know how to talk about myself in a way that feels like truly i am so specific it is but that is like i that is me i like am very specific about stuff i have the weirdest most subtlest references to like movies that i don't know 12 people have seen the networking so thing I get, though, like, like, going into yeah. a room of people that you don't know, and I think also the pr- added pressure that the reason you are all there is to get to know each other. I'm trying to show up less as, like, here is, like, representative 
Alex, who mm-hmm. like knows how to be a public speaker and who knows how to do those things mm-hmm. and show up more as like, this is the real Alex. I don't know. And trying to do that online, I guess. Okay. I want to hear about you. I want to hear what your intentions are for the year. Hobbies for sure. I always think about like whatever happened to hobbies. Everything is now a side hustle. Everything has to be profitable. I think mostly reclaiming my hobbies. Like photography was a hobby for me. But it's your side hustle for sure. Yeah. And I did want to take a step back. I did post something where I was like, I'm no longer going to be taking clients unless I'm already speaking to them. Um, So I already have, I had like a couple weddings that were in the works before I posted that and that does not apply to them still like working with them but I only want to do photos kind of like on my terms which normally even about even if I was getting paid it would still be kind of on my terms because I still have the right to say no yeah but my thing was like it's become so draining and I don't like getting this is gonna sound so so awful I don't like getting paid for my photography which like I know people have paid me for it because you deserve to be paid because you're a really, 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 really good photographer. Thank just, you. And I, I'm just going to say that. I know that there are times where I'm like, I need to be paid for this service. But there are other things where I want to do these things. Like, for example, a couple days ago, like on Sunday, I did a lookbook shoot with Kim mm-hmm. and for her like vintage business. And she had like offered to pay me and I told her no, because I was like, I don't want to have the added pressure of payment on top of, I don't want that to be a burden or a pressure on delivering the final product. I just want to do it and then give you what comes out of it and not have to worry about whether or not you got your money's worth. Uh, That's what I mean. Yes. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Before, like when I did shoots with just my friends, I never charged them. Like, but if I want to do something, I'm not going to make you pay. Yes. Like obviously my weddings and stuff, those are very long strenuous days. I do get paid for those. But like on Sunday, I was like, I just want this to be fun and whatever happens is going to happen. And I don't want the pressure of, you know, having this weight of they paid me x amount of money i need to make sure that this final product is worth that amount of money right um i've like painted denim pants and like i've been painting denim which has been great and i'm not like i also am not worried about selling those either i'm like i don't want to make this i don't want to do things with the hope of it becoming profitable because that's just not i don't know no because it adds so much pressure to it and like I don't know. I think if you want to turn something into a side hustle, cool, you can. But yeah. if you're in it for like the joy of it and just like creating for the sake of creating, I think that's just as valuable too. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, hopefully we can do this more because now yes. we have like a semi plausible way of doing it that's not on Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, happy one year of our podcast even though we didn't record anything for like nine months (laughs) it's still our little baby it's fine it is it's our sweet little it's our sweet little friend crush podcast Mm -hmm. um how do we used to end these things you can find us at (laughs) oh my gosh that's right we have to add this somehow you can find us online or at friend crush podcast on instagram i like how there's a question mark at the end of that yes i think that's what it means i have to remember that if it's podcast because it's, but it uh, is. Yeah, it I is. just looked it up the other day. Um, 
So yep, sad. you can find us there. And um, you can email us if you want. Hey, friend crush at Gmail. You can find us on Instagram. Our links will be in the notes. I put them in the notes. Um, but yeah, hopefully we'll talk soon, I guess. Yes. <laughs> Yay. Bye. Bye.